0: Hey friends, Brad and I started Batchit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, 7 days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month, and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you.
1: Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness.
0: While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam and I'm your other host Brad and we're both bipolar so strap in and let's see how bad shit we
1: really are spoiler alert pretty damn bad shit i love when you whisper <laughs> <laughs> today's topic listener questions yay so we've been really honored at the amount of feedback that we got on our show very quickly
0: yeah that we're completely blown away honestly we have these um apps that go along with the um, with the program we use to host the site. And it will show us like, oh, this is how many listens you had today. This is how many listens you had over the course of seven days. And we've just been getting such amazing feedback and continued growth. And uh, first of all, that's amazing. And second of all, it's sad because of how many people need to talk about this stuff and no one's talking about it. So, yeah. so thank you all so much for listening and you know for sharing your thoughts. And what we wanted to do was recognize the fact that you have questions, and if we can, maybe help provide some answers or guidance into how you might find your own answers.
1: And we've we've written back to some of you yeah. on this. Uh, we record these episodes back to back to back way ahead of time. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, it may have been a while since your question came in. Right. Uh, but for you and for those of, of you out there who haven't written us yet and, and plan to, uh, we will answer as much as we can, and we'll try to do as much as we can on the podcast itself.
0: Yeah. We also will, we won't be using names, because we want to keep everybody's anonymity, you know, to themselves, Uh, but we do want to let you know that you're seen, and we appreciate you. Uh, First, before we even start anything, here's the first one.
1: Audio. We are learning about <laughs> <Yes>. audio. <laughs> and we have listened to your feedback on that especially. <laughs>
0: we uh, are we are so so I actually work in post production, but I don't do the post production. <laughs> I supervise the people who do the post production. So like I'm learning just as much as the rest of uh, you about how like how do
1: podcasts work?
0: I better Adjust this dial and hit this knob and how do I limit that?
1: So And Adam and I were just talking before we started recording this about how I tend to come in like super high and energetic and loud and then slowly just kind of like drift into this little like mumbly talk <laughs> that I like to do. Like pillow talk. It's pillow talk for all of you. Pillow out there. talk with Brad. <laughs> uh oh, Brad man. Brad does
0: ASMR in case any of y'all listening to <laughs> uh no, so yeah, we you know we got a new uh uh Interface, we got new mics where we're playing around. We still don't know exactly know how we're going to be doing, like, the. I had my
1: larynx replaced? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. much
0: nicer now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know how we're going to be doing the, uh, uh, the like, uh, Zoom style interviews. We got to teach the, uh, the person who's being interviewed how to record into Audacity, blah, 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 But we hear you with the audio. We're working on it. That was question one. Yeah. That's that. Right? And
1: honestly, I'll say one of the things that has been kind of heartwarming in that regard, too, is that you guys have stuck with (laughs) this, even though the audio Yeah, you guys are
0: listening to this, and you're like, what are these people? They're using, like, tin cans and a (laughs) string
1: to... (laughs) But there's something here that keeps you listening, so...
0: Oh, I appreciate that. I
1: I will say, just to get a little, like, uh, soft and personal here for a Mm. moment, Pillow Talk with Brad (laughs) uh, is... um, Adam and I have, have talked about this. We've we've had some dark episodes recently. And one of the things kind of getting us through it is all of you reaching out to us. Yeah. And letting us know that this podcast has helped. It's people have reached out and said it's helped them deal with their mental illness. It's helped uh, other people realize they have a mental illness. They've they've been questioning it and they now plan to seek professional help or loved ones of people who are suffering from something who've written us and say, hey, thank you. Now we actually get it. And I just, we kind of get teary-eyed with this. (laughs) I just want to, I want to tell you how much that means to us because it's, it's difficult as you all know to struggle with this. Yeah, And there's this kind of feeling now with this podcast that we're, we're helping people and, that makes it worth it. I yeah. mean, it makes the podcast worth it. It doesn't make the bipolar worth it, no. but it makes the podcast worth it. <laughs> Nothing makes the bipolar <laughs> worth it. Uh, oh, God. No, it, exactly. No, exactly. Scotch, scotch, scotch. scotch, 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 scotch <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so
0: Brad has all the questions. He's mm-hmm. he's written them down on his phone, like a good millennial. Um, are we millennials? I think we're like... LA. Yeah, oh, we're good, millennials. Good for us. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah.
1: All right, so <laughs> question number one. Go ahead, Brad. Okay, so question number one. Um, I don't, I'm not sure this is someone who English is their native language, so please don't judge. I'm just going to read it as is. We don't, I just don't know how to come out. I just now, after a really long manic stage, am truly happy with my person and my BP is terrified of losing him because of this. Do you have any advice? I'm assuming the BP is the bipolar. Yeah. Uh, This is a tough one. I mean, I completely understand why you wouldn't want to burden someone that you just started seeing with this. Yeah. Um, I think there's a time and a place uh, for that. I, I don't know that I would... I don't, I don't know. It's a tough thing. I'm not sure that yeah. I would like first date No, be doubt. like, hey. No,
0: don't lead with it. I definitely <laughs> yeah, not come yeah. in hot and be like, so by the way. <laughs>
1: hey, my name's Brad. Can I get your <laughs> number? Oh, by the way, I'm mentally ill. Mentally <laughs> <Not> ill.
0: <laughs> well, see, here's the other part of it, though, is that you have to be, if you're coming out of a manic state, right, which is, I believe, the the way you phrased it, and you met your person, did you meet that person in your manic state? If you met that person in your manic state, they're gonna see you when you crash. They're gonna see you on the other side of that manic state. And there's only so long you can hide those yeah. crashes, and there's only so long you can hide that that depression. And now I don't know if y- your manic energy is more than your, you know, depressive state. I- I'm not sure that you know this is your battle that you're going through, but there's something to keep in mind as you do progress, and I hope your relationship continues to evolve and be amazing is that just keep in mind they will eventually see the other side of you. So maybe not, like Brad said on the first date, be like, hey, mentally ill, so calamari. Um, But maybe maybe um, know yourself and know that you, when you continue to see this person, be aware if you are just seeing them in manic states and – Recognize that and try and not curb the behavior a little bit, but try and get them familiar with the other sides of you as well.
1: Well, then what level of mania, too? Right? Um, because you know, I mean, we've we've spoken before about our relationships and our friendships and whatnot that we've absolutely tanked. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I had somebody I considered my best friend in the world, and it was before I was bipolar. They didn't know I was bipolar. I didn't know. And my mania kept progressively getting worse. And so to them, I just seemed like a narcissistic, crazy asshole. Mm-hmm. However, if somebody knows what you're going through, not only can they can they tolerate that much easier, and hopefully if you have a good relationship, have sympathy and empathy for what you're going through, they'll also know that's not you. Right. And that that state will end. Yeah.
0: You know something that I do with my wife is she knows I'm bipolar obviously if I'm having a very bad depressive state or a manic state I will just say it up straight say to her straight up I don't feel well mm-hmm. I don't feel well like I'm sick which I am but it's also, if, if, for instance, you're talking to this new person and you're getting along really well with them and you're in a depressive state or you're in a crazy manic state and you're supposed to have a meeting or an encounter with them and you're not, and you're in one of those two places, you can say to them, <coughs> look, I really want to see you, but I don't feel well today. Yeah. I, I feel sick, you know, and that's not a lie. That is being completely straightforward. And as they get to know you, you know, you can feel when it's right for you to reveal to them that. You know, you, you may have a mental illness or you have a mental illness. Um, but I think telling them that you don't feel well is perfectly legit and fair. Because if someone were to judge you and be like, you're sick, man, you must really hate me. It's like, well, yeah. no, no, that's not. Your me.
1: diabetes is proof that you hate <laughs> <Yeah>. me.
0: <laughs> then that person's not for you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I think I think that's the way to go with it. That, that's my advice. My yeah. advice is like, if you're in a manic state, you're in a super depressive state, tell them you don't feel well. Until you and you know me.
1: what? When you get to the point where where you feel comfortable being like I am bipolar or yep. whatever it is you might have send them resources yeah because if somebody likes you if they're into you yeah and especially if if you're already getting to the point where there's a solid foundation for a relationship mm-hmm. they will read those resources they will watch those yep. videos and they will come to understand you better
0: you could send them like a really entertaining funny podcast About bipolar. Yeah, where would you get one? If
1: only one of those existed. Where would that
0: come from? Ah, (laughs) batch, batch. No, hey, best of luck with your relationship. I I hope it continues to grow. I hope Uh, they see you for who you are, which is a wonderful, amazing person.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you another comment, kind of related to this, that just kind of broke my heart Mm. that somebody put on one of our. uh, episodes and it was just uh, my significant other is bipolar and they're the most beautiful soul I've ever known. Uh, and that's all they wrote. Uh, and it was just
0: wait, was that Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> no, if it if it was Shannon, she'd be like, all right, this motherfucker. <laughs> this is some of my bitch. <laughs> No, that's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Good for for,
1: uh, for the, seeing that.
0: Yeah. For all partners out there who were able to do that. You know, that uh, thank you. Like thank yeah. you on the behalf of people who have amazing partners.
1: Yeah, because it's it's not easy, and I don't know. I mean, it's weird to talk about yourself this way, but you know, I, I feel this about myself. I feel this about Adam. I think I think when we're us, I think we we have such big hearts, mm. and we care so much about other people. And then we're not us and we're completely self-absorbed and go through all the shit that we've talked about before. And I don't know if if it's correlation or causation. We've talked before about the amygdala being larger in the bipolar brain that governs emotions. Right. Maybe that causes us when we're in normal states to to care about people more and to have these big hearts. Or maybe sensitive people who who feel like that and think like that, are more prone to develop something as a defense mechanism almost because Maybe. we we feel the the hurt around us more. I don't know. Um, but like Adam said, like kudos to you for being able to see past that. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy.
0: No, it's not. Yeah. It's like uh give yourself a pat on the back. You yeah. know, honestly, it's so much easier to just walk away. Yeah. It's so much easier to say this is too much work. Uh I need something easier. Because God yeah. knows life is hard enough.
1: Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's not hard to deal with. And I'm not going to say it's, it doesn't hurt when it happens. But if you're suffering from something, I think, I think what we have to keep in mind, and I don't have an easy time doing this either, folks, is if it is too much for someone, it's too much for them. Yeah. And that's their journey. And you know what? They weren't right for you. Right. If that's the case, they and, wouldn't have been a supportive partner in the long term.
0: Yeah. When you would really need them, when you'd really need them, they wouldn't yeah. be able to step up. And again, I don't blame, like Brad said, we don't blame people for that. That's mm-hmm. re- like the, the idea being, can, can you blame someone who can't bench press 300 pounds?
1: Or, I mean, no. e- even put it this way, uh, if if you think of it uh, in terms of a physical malady, mm. if if you met someone online, for instance, sure, and they were wonderful, and you had these great conversations, and then you went to meet them in person, and they're a paraplegic, and they start telling you all the ways that you will physically have to care for them. Sure, sure, it's a lot. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot. Um, and it doesn't make it doesn't make someone a horrible person for not being able to do that. Right. However, what does make someone a horrible person, and I will say this because you people will encounter them. And you need to be able to recognize that's an, that was an awful person mm, yeah. <laughs> because it will help you get yeah, over yeah. it, is that they can't see past your bipolar. Right. Right. That they think that is the sum of you. Yeah.
0: And that's not the case, yeah. obviously. You should know that. If you're listening to this, I think you're, you're already halfway or more than halfway to realizing that. Yeah. But, but yeah, just I'm going to say it again.
1: You're more than your bipolar. We had—I'm uh, not sure where this episode will air, so this this may air before this interview does. But we had uh, Christy Wampler on recently to talk about her experiences with CPTSD, and she and I've just been kind of texting a lot since then. And um, uh, she really she choked me up with something because I was having a hard time dealing with it. But she told me that I'm I'm not my sickness. Yeah, you know, and I have a hard time accepting that sometimes. But it's something we need to hear. We are not our sickness. It's it's like asthma. It's like diabetes. Unfortunately, it affects our behavior yeah. in ways that th- those don't. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Well said, Brad. Well said, Christy.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to that episode, or if this came out before that episode, uh, listen to that episode.
1: Yeah, please do, because she's amazing. <laughs> she's
0: really great. Um, okay, we have more
1: questions. We have more. So many questions. Let me pull them up here. All right. Our next one, uh, I got this on Instagram. Ooh, Instagram. <laughs> See, we're on social media. We're young. Yeah, we're hip. yeah. We just don't really do much with it. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you out there would like to take over our social exactly. media. Exactly, <laughs> if anyone
0: wants to man our social media accounts. Uh, or woman it. Or woman, social, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, was <laughs> about to say social woman it. I'm like, no, that's not... <laughs> That's not what Brad meant. All right. That sounds like a Beyonce
1: song. <laughs> it's a social moment. Social woman. <laughs> okay, I'm not nope. continuing. Yeah, with that. that's a good, good look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. I found your guys' podcast yesterday and finished it by this morning. Loved it. Took me a while to find. And after I finished it, I tried looking for a new podcast to listen to, but I haven't found anything yet. You guys taught me a lot, gave me a better understanding. I'm currently trying to figure out how I feel. It's been a problem. I just don't know. I invalidate everything I feel. But you guys telling stories and explaining feelings had me relating. I do want to talk to a professional, but speaking to my parents about that is weird. I've tried multiple times, Mm. and I just get frustrated when it doesn't go my way, so I just leave it, you know? Thank you.
0: Yeah. um, I think the, the hardest thing, in my opinion, about this disease is the inability to truly verbalize how you feel. Mm-hmm. I I it's it's infuriating because I remember growing up and getting like in this like really manic state and wanting to say something to my mother or my father and and not being able words were not coming out of my mouth. Like I like my energy was through the roof and I am someone who doesn't have a problem talking usually. Um but and my parents would be what is what what what? And my, I got nothing. I, I couldn't. I literally couldn't say anything. It was easier for me to like hit a bag than it was to try and explain how I, I was going to say.
1: Do you do you get when you get in those states where like your manic brain is firing so fast and mm-hmm. your mouth can't keep up and you don't feel like you're making sense and people don't understand you? Yeah, I get so angry, so angry. It's and marying. it's not their fault, right? No, no, no. Of course but, but not. But it's just like, why the fuck don't you get what I'm trying yeah, to well, say? Why can't you get this? And it's it's yeah.
0: uh, and, and, and and like my wife and I, we continue to go back and forth about this. And so I get. Completely get what you're saying about you've tried to talk with your parents and they and they aren't processing the way you need them to process mm-hmm. or maybe they're not picking up what you're putting down. Um,
1: and d- I'm not sure how old your parents are. Right. Um, I'm I'm guessing the person who wrote us is a minor, probably because because of that being a concern. Um, but the previous generation did not talk about mental health right? and they don't look at it the way that I was going to say the way that we do but I mean there's still so much stigma about mental health the the way that we're trying to on this podcast at least and the way that I'm sure most of you speak of it but there's still a lot of stigma and I think that I think that might be doubly so for a parent, because yeah. as a parent, I could completely understand how someone wouldn't want to admit that their child had a problem. Oh, God, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, because I, I feel like a lot of parents will be like, oh, it's my fault.
1: It's yeah. My,
0: I mean, when I started this podcast, my my mother, uh, n- not great at technology, my parents, but they figured out how to listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> they, thanks, Mom and Dad. Um, but my mom was called me up, and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Not your fault. None yeah. of this is your fault, and and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, I, I appreciate the sentiment like we should have identified it earlier, but let's be real, Ma. Like, you didn't know. How could – I mean – Who the know? hell was talking about bipolar then? Right, exactly. In the yeah. 80s? Like, yeah. come on. No. Um, so I, I honestly think the best way to, to start this conversation with your parents is to start, like Brad said with the last question, start informing them like informing them of what bipolar is Mm -hmm. and start, Starting the conversation, not even necessarily about what you feel, because that's going to be very hard for you
1: to verbalize like what you are feeling. And if you're invalidating your own feelings, Mm -hmm. you will, whether you realize it or not, invalidate it for them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. When you try to communicate
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you talk down about yourself to how about how you're feeling, you know, like, like you said, invalidating it. So don't be afraid to say, hey, there's this person. And I'm not saying this like, you know like, you're you're transposing yourself onto someone else. I'm like, hey, you know what? You can talk about how there are these guys that listen to on a podcast, and, you know, this one, like, he can't talk about his feelings, so he has to hit a bag. Or, you know, this one, when he talks to his wife about it, he he doesn't necessarily want to look at her all the time. Like, you can talk about the things that other people are going through just to open up your parents' eyes about what the condition is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... Because there's no way you're going to truly inform your parents succinctly. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like a, I think that's the frustrating thing about mental illness, right? Is it's a spectrum. So you can't just be like, look, you're sneezing, you're coughing, you have the flu. Yeah. And I can see you having the flu. Here is the medicine for the flu. And if you were to go to explain that to your parents, they're like, oh, you have the flu. Got it. You're never going to be able to do that. So finding examples of um uh, of actions or or moments or people in the world around you that have bipolar and that are trying to verbalize it their way because I'll say this talking with Brad on the podcast he said a number of things that I have not been able to verbalize but the way he said it I was like yeah
1: that that's it exactly so Because I sit around in manic states and have fake (laughs) conversations with my head, in my head to all the people I wish I could talk to that I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mental illness. Mental illness. (laughs)
0: Uh, But I mean, that's my two cents. And I
1: just went on a little rant there. I don't know. Uh, You know what I would add to that is if you are a minor, um, as as it sounded like, maybe there's another adult you could speak to. Sure. uh, Maybe a guidance counselor at school, a teacher. Uh, who you trust? Uh, someone who might be able to better talk to you about it, and maybe even act as an intermediary with your parents. Sure, if you have another relative that you're close to, an uncle or or, mm. or someone. Y-
0: you know, as, as something else, I'll recommend um, write it down. Yeah. Like, journal. Well, you know, it's if you try to verbalize how you're feeling, you may not be able to do it right on the moment in the spot. But if you wake up every morning and for 10 minutes, you just kind of try and write down how you're feeling or how you felt or, you know, this instance that you were going through, it might help you develop the vocabulary you need to talk with people
1: about it. And I might even, so I got, um, one of the first things I did after I got diagnosed was I ordered a mood journal oh, cool. off Amazon. And while it has areas to, you know, write about your thoughts and feelings, my favorite thing mm-hmm. Is there's just this uh, these two little areas where where you color, where you're coloring? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get to I get to color dinosaurs. (laughs) Dinosaurs. Um, but uh, it's like, how did you feel in the AM? And it's just a series of smiley faces, like going from oh, like the pain chart, yeah, 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 yeah. to to sad, to anger, Mm. and then in the PM. And what I do, you know, is in addition to all the things that I'm writing down in it and whatnot, is uh, uh, I circle how I felt when I got up. And I'm circling how I feel when I go to bed. And then you look at that over a week or two, and you're like, my God, I've gone two weeks straight sad. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's like that whole thing with um with dieting, too. They talk about that, right? Like, yeah. if you want to try and get your diet under control, write down everything you eat. Yeah. Don't judge it. Just write it down. And then you'll be able to see trends and
1: patterns and yeah. maybe start to affect that. You know? And that might be something you can show to your parents. Yeah. It's be like, look, I got this thing. I've been tracking my moods. I want to show you... How many days in a row? Right. I am just miserable. Right. And and you can preface that by saying, like,
0: this has nothing to do with you guys. This has nothing to do with what you say or how you are. This is just how I'm feeling at this moment. Mm-hmm. And And, you know, because I think a lot of people who are, you know, like going back to what my mother said, like my mother didn't feel attacked, but my mother felt at fault. And that's not the case. Yeah. It's not the case. So I, I think that's a great, the mood journal is amazing. I think writing down how you feel is amazing mm-hmm. and maybe
1: help you to develop this vocabulary you need. Yeah, yeah. And we've touched on this in other episodes. I think we talked about it a lot in our first episode. You tend to, as you're talking about invalidating your feelings, try to find any other reason mm. that you're feeling these this way yep. or that you're having these thoughts. um, And not only... Is that going to lead you to invalidate your feelings? Which is perfectly normal. That's part sure, of this Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But your parents are gonna be doing the same thing. They're gonna yeah. try to find any other reason. Like you just need more sunshine. Just you get up to, earlier, you know? Yeah, maybe start a sport. Cold shower.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's any number so yeah. Um we see you, we witness you. That's that's tough. Um even if you can't necessarily say what you want to say to your parents. I'm sure they love you, and I'm sure they are trying to listen. So just keep trying. Yeah,
1: don't give up. Yeah, make them listen to this episode. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> and then they'll be like, "These guys have filthy mouths." Exactly, Why are you listening to this. <laughs> they have how many listens? Why? <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. Help us continue the conversation. Leave
1: us a comment with your thoughts, experiences, or questions about mental health. Every opinion and viewpoint is valid. Just don't be a dick. So here's our next one. Okay. Hi. I'm binging your podcast today because it is fantastic. Oh. And that's it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And we're out. (laughs) I'm joking. Okay. (laughs) I'm married to a wonderful man who had a really shit, horrible two years, much like you're describing. Now diagnosed and way more stable. I love the episode about relationships and that you give credit to your wives for pushing and accepting. This is a big deal. Often much like addiction, no one checks in on us, and we are expected to just hold it all together while you all sabotage. Yep. Please ask them to join you for an episode. I would love to hear their story. Uh, I responded to her, and then she said, uh, thank you for this work. I felt so alone battling for him. Felt like the only one who was unwilling to accept that he was just a narcissistic asshole. (laughs) Friends, doctors, therapists, constantly insisting it was a mask and he needed help. I have another friend in it right now Mm. who's also listening. She feels so helpless, like watching a slow suicide through manic sabotage. There's a Facebook group of wives supporting bipolar spouses. The stories are also similar. It's heartbreaking. Thank you for being willing to tell it. It does change people's perception when you are out with it, which makes the struggle very lonely, like I was protecting his image while he self-destructed. Please keep sharing.
0: Um, First of all, I want to know the name of that awesome Facebook group. Or, I mean, maybe it's like uh, Maggie's Illuminati group that we can't join. You know,
1: I feel like I might have joined it. I think it's just yeah, I think it might just be called bipolar spouses. Oh I, really? I lurk. Oh you're a lurker? Yeah. <laughs> like, was, um, Is
0: she talking about me online? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that her? Is that her? <laughs> um but uh, yeah it's tough. It's tough for the spouse. I mean we we talked on that the other question about loving someone for their bipolar and whether the bipolar person should tell them and etc. But with this one I think you know looking at the other side how hard it is because again most of most of the resources most of the recovery and treatment advice focus on the person suffering from it yeah mm-hmm. but the people in their lives are getting it so much worse oh yeah yeah and i sometimes feel like it's harder for the people who know because you can't just write them off as a narcissistic asshole yeah
0: God, again, it'd be so much easier if you could, right? right it'd be so right. much easier if you could just be like, no, nope. be like
1: this lying sack of shit. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out my door. Yeah, but yeah. when you know that that's not them, and you see who they really are, yeah, you see those moments, those
0: like you know those ugh, those glimmers in the dark. It's mm-hmm. God, that's so frustrating. And you know, good for you for being that su- supportive partner that I'm sure your partner
1: needs. And I would say. Something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I would highly recommend, is any of you out there who who have a spouse or a close loved one who's dealing with this, and you're part of their care, and you're getting a brunt of this, mm. and like she said, feeling like you're having to defend them to other people constantly. Right. You you also would benefit from therapy. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly think anybody would benefit yeah. from therapy. But oh, no, completely. I, com- I completely. Completely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You're going through a lot. Right. And. Obviously, you know, Adam and I are both bipolar. Obviously, the show, we're focusing on things from the perspective of the person who's mentally ill. But but you guys are going through some shit. Yeah. And, and you deserve to be seen. Yeah. And you deserve to be heard.
0: Yeah. And treated. And treated, and like, treated. You have yeah. to be treated, too. Because if you live with <coughs> these people, and uh, these people being us, for an extended period of time— you will get sick too. I'm not talking about you're going to get bipolar. It's not you can't transmit it. Um, but you know your your stress level is going to go up. Your your anxiety is going to go up.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's so many people who already have undiagnosed mental illness. Sure, if you're say undiagnosed with depression, ooh, and you're having to deal with someone like us, ooh, good yeah. god, yeah, yeah. I mean that's it's it's going to be rough.
0: Yeah, I, finding a like supportive partners group online, like in Facebook, that's amazing. Um, if you can find, and I think people are getting more comfortable with talking about mental health, but that's the other tricky thing. You know, I was, I have a friend who's, uh, whose partner is bipolar. And the other night uh, we were out uh, hanging out, having drinks with another bunch of people. And one of the people in that group, they had a partner that was bipolar and at the end of the night, I was like, oh, did you talk with so-and-so because you both have bipolar partners? And they were like, eh, I didn't know because I didn't want to. Like, is that my place to reveal that my partner has bipolar? Like, where right. is that? And uh, that's that's tricky too, right? Because if you're looking for a support system, but maybe, you know, your partner is not comfortable with you talking about it. Like, it, it's just this quagmire of crap you guys can
1: get dragged down into. And yeah, that's tough. That's really, really tough, and it compounds because right. the person in your life who has a mental illness sees that, yeah, and they appreciate you and they love you, and they also feel guilty as shit oh so fucking that guilty. you have to deal with that so guilty and then that that will manifest in depression, which then bounces right back on you and it just becomes a cycle, yeah, yeah, it's terrible, it's mm-hmm. terrible. um
0: thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Uh, this with your friend who is also listening which is awesome um, and I'm glad it's helping I- I'm glad it's kind of you know peeling back the uh, the curtain a little bit to let you see you know the wizard are we wizards? Is the, we're the wizard of Oz in this case is that uh, I might have messed up this metaphor no because then we
1: would be we'd be fake oh. we wouldn't actually have bipolar we'd oh, be pretending oh yeah. this is all just
0: a cash grab guys yeah, yeah. this is all a big that,
1: uh, uh, that $2.14 <laughs> we've made off Spotify so far <laughs> suckers <him again. laughs>
0: and they never heard from him again ran <laughs> off to mexico with their 1216 oh my god Um, um awesome yeah,
1: yeah it's uh you know like we said at the top we appreciate all of you listening and we appreciate you reaching out yeah and this is going to be a recurring type of episode yes yes
0: so if you have resources that you want to share with the the community that's listening please send them to us like if you want to send the name of that facebook facebook group or if there's a um uh, a resource that you find like um you know a particular uh i don't know uh, another podcast even yeah that that, like that handles this well that you might get you feel that other people might get something from listening to please Mm -hmm. send it to us we'll share it on another one of these uh Another one of these, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. like we said, we're not great at social media, but yes, <laughs> uh, we do have a batshit Facebook group. We do, and, and a YouTube page. Yeah, we have is, YouTube, which
0: I'm gonna tell you, the only reason
1: we have it is so
0: we can post it. Uh, like, we, I just take the image of batshit and I put the audio under it, and that's the video. Yeah. Like, it's not fancy. <laughs> it's just to get it out there on yeah. like the Google Analytics crap, so people can find it and <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe one day we'll actually film ourselves. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we tried to oh the first God. couple episodes. Yeah, we did. Like I, guess. I had conjunctivitis <laughs> and my eye was swollen <laughs> shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I looked like somebody had just like beaten me with a crowbar. I, so I like wore an eye patch over it. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got this tiny ass house that we recorded. in. So, like, any movement that we make, we're like knocking the camera one way <laughs> yeah. or smacking the light the other way. Yeah.
1: And yeah, it was just, it was I don't a scene, know. man. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't,
0: you know, whatever.
1: But, yeah, you can find us, our, our personal accounts, to Facebook, uh, yeah. Twitter. Uh, yeah, th- there's a shit Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- feel free to reach out to us. Um, yeah.
1: You can comment on the episodes. There's yeah. a little link um, on episodes. and Nobody's taken advantage of this yet, so please do, where you mm. can leave us voice messages.
0: Oh, yeah, leave us a voice message. That's cool.
1: Yeah, we'd, we'd totally play that on the podcast. Yeah.
0: And, and we get to, uh, Oh, and that'd be awesome. It's like we're having a conversation with you.
1: Yeah. That'd be amazing. That would be good. I like that. Maybe, maybe one day we'll have a uh, live call-in.
0: <laughs> can you do that on a podcast
1: I get. I don't know <laughs> I
0: you'd that. have to live stream it I, like, I guess it's basically yeah. that's basically a radio show uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my, my wife the other day and she's like on TikTok there was this like you know 18 year old girl who was like why can't there just be one phone in the house that everyone could use and I'm like ah god damn you god damn you
1: Every, everything circles back around <laughs> That'll be the thing 40 years from now, kids will be like, man, like I wish you could drive your car instead of it driving right.
0: itself. <laughs> We're just sitting there
1: on our porch, just kind of waving our hands. <laughs> you uh, young
0: whippersnappers. You kids, get off your lawn with your hoverboards.
1: <laughs> you don't know what it was like to be bipolar in my day. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, we love you all. We love you guys. Thank
0: you so much.